comes to leadership, actually, let me back up. I think all of us are leaders, whether you lead a law firm, a spouse, a kid, a judge to rule your way, a jury, whatever it is, we're all leaders. That being said, we're not all necessarily good leaders. So I'm super excited to have Emily here because we're going to talk about the seven levels of leadership, hopefully in a way to help me become a better leader and hopefully to help you become a better leader. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm selfish with some of these episodes, and this is definitely one of those. For those of you that don't know Emily Hurstcorn, she is a career leadership coach helping lawyers maximize their career success without burning out or compromising their values, hence why she's on the show. Certified with the ICF and the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, Energy Leadership, Programming, and Assessment Tools. Based on her law career development background, coaching training, and eight years supporting lawyers, she's developed the ABC's model of sustainable success to address not just one, but four common challenges ambitious lawyers face. Those are one, career clarity and fulfillment, two, self-confidence, three, leadership, and four, work-life balance, which if you've listened to any of these prior episodes, you know, those are probably the four things that we touch on the most. So wink, wink, nudge, nudge. This will be a great episode. She speaks regularly on authentic leadership, career confidence, and professional well-being, and will soon be launching her signature group coaching program designed specifically for mid-career lawyers. Emily, thanks so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. It sounds like we should be going into business together. I mean, on that intro. Every every episode is that opportunity, right? It's to it's me hoping to get to talk to some other cool person. And addition to the bio, Hersicorn apparently is German for millet grain. So, so you know, important we've, to know. We've taken this all full circle. Um, for those who don't know, I get to chat to the guests before you get to listen to it. This was a hilarious one. I was uh, aggressively trying to find all this information on Emily that Shorty gave us. I'm supposed to have, and then Emily was keeping me entertained with uh, great stories of wonderful wisdom. So. You know, that's yeah. actually, par- I will say before we dive in, that's par for the course. And I- I'm just having this flashback when I was a summer associate and they would literally like put me in with the clients, which you, you never hear of, right? They keep the associates away. They put me in there to entertain them. <laughs> the partners are going to get something. So I love that that's been consistent in my career. What was your go-to <laughs> entertaining skill? Juggling, Rubik's cubing, quick arithmetic you know what i'm proud to say none of that it was just conversation which i think speaks to the importance of relationship building and has continued to this day but i I wish i wish i had a fun party trick hey (laughs) i learned you can learn a rubik's cube in somewhere between 10 minutes and one hour there's still time people's attention for maybe two minutes (laughs) um no it's so funny i because it's so funny you say that, like, all right, we're going to make Emily entertain the clients. And then you're like, I'm entertaining them with conversation. Because let's be honest, every other lawyer would be like, uh, uh, point one to bill right now, dear client. So yeah. here to no, four, I was in there it. be all of us. <laughs> I was just having a good time. Which so is maybe part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll tell you a little bit more. I was just thinking, yeah, maybe that was part of the problem. I was having too much fun and just wanted to have a good time. Um didn't practice for long practice. I did very well in law school because I love academia, because I love to learn. Um, Not necessarily because I was meant to be a lawyer. I had no idea what lawyers did and um, got into it. Only lasted for a couple of years. I had a very good experience with a certain practice area and some folks 
kind of the opposite in another practice area. And I just left. Um, I wish I had more support at the time that could have maybe challenged me a little bit and helped me see different opportunities and different possible paths. And I just left. I was like, I'm not doing it. This doesn't work. And I pretty quickly got into law school career advising, which was really a step in the right direction towards what I do now. So I was there for seven years um, at the University of San Diego, and I was always the alumni advisor, which is important because I served the students, but I also worked with attorneys from day one. So I realized I love this work. This is great. And I'm helping a lot of people superficially get a job. Good luck. And then guess what? They come back <laughs> a couple years later and they need more support than that. So over time, I'm thinking, gosh, what do I do? How do I help them more? And slowly and slowly, very close friends of mine, lawyers, uh, kept telling me about lawyer coaching. And I'm like, what is this coaching business? So I started looking into it and I realized, oh, this is what I've been looking for, where I can help fewer folks in a more in-depth way really be successful and not just get a job and send them on their way and wish them luck. So that was really my journey into coaching. Uh, haven't looked back. I get to have fun and entertain <laughs> people just a little bit and also provide a very meaningful service at the same time. It's just, it's so interesting to me because I find the job, what you were doing that, you know, alumni job help is like the most important thing that law schools could do that is normally not a priority for them. It's interesting you say that. I spoke with someone in that exact same role at another law school just, gosh, maybe a week ago. Um, and she said, I'm so glad to hear that you did this too that that university also offers this service because not all of them do. So not only is it not a priority everywhere, it doesn't even exist everywhere. And I also remember learning that some schools charge for it. Um, so it was really interesting, but I can say at the University of San Diego, they, they did, I mean, I think everyone values relationships with alumni, but they did realize that, that there's that significance there. And then I was also supporting a lot of recent grads who were out of work and really helping them those first couple of years out, which was extremely important. Well, and let's be honest, there is no truly altruistic goal, right? So when the school calls for donations back, it's yeah. probably better if you were able to help that person get a job where they're making $20,000, $50,000 more or actually happy in their career. Yeah. And I mean, look, we're going to get into it in a little bit, like segue, by the way, but level five energy we're going to talk about or the level five um, leadership, it, it's this idea of a win-win. And ideally, that's a good place to be in where you get to help other folks and also the work you're doing is fulfilling and good for you in some way. That's really motivating. That's going to get you to get up and do it. It's going to feel good. Other people feel good. They come back to you. It's good for long-term relationship building. Um, so I like to think from that lens. And we'll talk about why some of these other levels of leadership, they don't get you to that space. And when it's coming from kind of with different intentions, um, you're not as successful, <laughs> which is so surprising. All right, I'm in. So we just dive into our levels of leadership. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. 
Okay. Great job doing that as a transition. Thank you so much. Um, so is it like, what's the first level? Is that my, the next ideal question for me? Yes, let's do it. Right. So there are seven levels. Um, <clears throat> this is based on, you mentioned the Institute for Professional Excellence and Coaching, IPEC for short. This is based on IPEC's um, seven levels of energy. So I like to apply it specifically to leadership and with respect to lawyers. Um, because that's, I almost exclusively coach lawyers. So the idea here is you are really in control at the end of the day. You have options for your approach, for your leadership approach. And I think what the shame is, most folks don't realize that. So we just continue doing things the way we've done things. And maybe we have some leadership development from time to time. Um, but it's the same old stuff, or you bring in a consultant, <laughs> you do a workshop, you forget about it. You don't actually implement what they're talking about. So the way I've been talking to a lot of folks about the, these ideas lately, and what's really people get, getting people excited is this is like leadership development 2.0. It's different. And it's based in this idea of energy, which is, just means how you're showing up. Okay, it's not this woo-woo thing that's totally out there that we can't understand. How are you showing up for approaches? Um, a lot of clients like that word too. So here's the deal. When we're thinking about level one energy, I'm just going to run through these and explain them. Sure. And then we can talk about how they show up specifically for lawyers in a minute. Level one energy, we're thinking about this victim approach. So when it comes to leadership, um, you are apathetic. What's the point? Things haven't worked out in the past. What's the point of trying? Um, and then you don't do much. So I'd like to talk about this idea where someone is in a leadership role and they're thinking about team meetings and no one participates. <laughs> they're just tired of it. And then they eventually give up on it. Like, I'm not even going to hold them anymore because no one listens to me. What's the point? That's that's this lowest level of energy where you don't get anything done. Um, so we can understand how that's not ideal <laughs> over time. Um, and there's certainly benefits to each one, but not ideal. You move up so, a little wait, bit. Hold on before oh, we jump ahead. in. I want to. Sure. And it's funny. So I, I have a number of thoughts that I are like terrifying to my wife, but liberating to me. And this <laughs> is one of them because like, from my standpoint, the more that I am to blame for any of my problems, the easier I can change myself, the easier it is to fix that problem. Like the more I take ownership of my own faults, to me, it's like liberating from the standpoint. We'll get there. Oh, yeah. oh all right. Well, that so that's, you're, you're kind of getting into level three um, where you're taking action, you're doing something with it. The idea with this level one is you get it with the thoughts, but you don't do anything. Okay, so the, the resulting action is really inaction or lethargy. You just don't do much because you're so self-defeatist. The world is out against me. I can't change anything. What's the point of even trying? Um, so important distinction to make. I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, let's move up, keep moving up a little bit, and we'll sure. see how these play out. So the idea with level two, where level one is self-blame or self-judgment, Level two, we're blaming others. So of course, we see a lot of this in the legal field. It's conflict energy. It's win-lose. I'm right. You're wrong. You literally have to take that position <laughs> when you're litigating, for example. Um, so it's not always you know, a fist fight, right? Or you're shouting at someone. But just that perspective of I'm right, you're wrong. 
Also in offices, we see a lot of passive aggressive behavior where people are trying to like keep it together, <laughs> be office appropriate, but they're frustrated and bothered by someone. Uh, so that tends to show up a lot for folks. And the idea here, you get more done because you're not having those thoughts of what's the point, I can't do it. But long-term, obviously, this is stressful and it's not good for relationships, okay? So these are the most stressful levels that we're gonna be talking about. Let's talk about level three that I already mentioned. This is an interesting one. So not ideal to spend all of your day in this kind of low, mid-level. Um, however, if you're experiencing a lot of lower level stress, the first thing we're probably going to do is try to get you up to level three. We're not going to be jumping all the way up. Everything is great. Everything is fine. Um, that can be like toxic positivity and it gets funky. Um, so here, the idea is in the moment, you're trying to get something done. Let's say you, you don't like some project you're working on, but you know you have to do it. Okay, like there are always certain things and with respect to your job that you've got to get done that you don't love. Um, I mean, for no Emily, it was showing up to this interview. <laughs> that's, that's bullshit. That's so not true. This is my favorite where I just get to have fun with other people. Um, but you're most people, you know, it's funny you say that. I would say 5% maybe of what I do, I don't like love doing. 95% of my work, yeah. I love doing. Awesome. So. We're I'm probably sure most of the people listening to this would take, I would take, I mean, I'm, I'm probably close to you, but like, yeah, 95.5. Yeah. I think that's it, very doable. But it's, but it's unique, I think, for most lawyers who are practicing still. Um, so something to be thinking about, where are you tolerating? That's a really useful word here. Also another one, rationalizing. So this is where we find ourselves saying, I don't love this, but I'll get it done or taking one for the team. I don't really want to go to that event, but I'm going to take one for the team and represent the firm. And I'm going is to- Is that go. also like, I hate this job, but they pay me so well that I'll stick it out? Oh yeah, so silver okay. lining. This is where silver linings show up, which is funny because a lot of people think silver lining thinking is the goal. Like that's good, we want to get there. <laughs> There's so much higher energy to actually enjoy what you're doing and yeah, not like just be sitting silver, there. Ev silver everything. I don't know what's silver yeah. full, fullness. I don't know what they. Well, it's like the rose colored glasses idea or also again, toxic positivity can come up here where you're just pushing the shit down and kind of suppressing or ignoring it. It can be useful in the moment. If you need to get up and keep your job to pay your bills while you're looking for something else or while you're even fixing things at your job, um, then this can be useful. So by no means is it not a good place to be. We just have to be aware of like what's going on. And sometimes we, again, we have to do something we don't wanna do. We're never gonna get way up there um, and that's okay. Or if we have to work with someone who we have really you know, big differences with, or they've been a total jerk to us in the past, um, we might just be tolerating and that's okay in the moment. Um, but let's talk about what's better than tolerating yeah. and just getting by. So level four, we're moving up. This is where we think about service and helping others. This is a really interesting shift from focusing on ourselves 
to focusing exclusively on other people. So we see this a lot with public interest lawyers. Um, and then we also see it a lot with lawyers, especially when people have a family and they're taking care of everyone else but themselves. So that's where level four is a good thing. A lot of times we want more of that. And you can also overdo it if you're taking care of everyone else to the exclusion of yourself and you're not taking proper care of yourself. Of course, over time, you're going to burn out. Um, or get overwhelmed or be physically ill. So that is an interesting one, um, again, where a lot of times we want more of it, and you just have to be careful about how much you're tapping into it. See, to me, this one screams criminal defense lawyer. Ah, like yeah. You, you believe in, you believe in the, the system, but hate how it treats your clients. You're doing it for the good of society. You're taking on all those problems. Exactly. And so the idea there is what the even numbers, two, four, and six are more emotion-based and the odd numbers are more in your head, more logic-based. And so ah. with this one, like what you're talking about um, and a lot of other scenarios that come up with level four, we might try to get them up to level five or down to level three where they can detach a little bit emotionally from these cases. Um, you want to be passionate, right? That's a good thing to an extent. You don't want to be losing sleep over your work, right? So we have to draw that line. I have a lot of folks who come and say, I need help detaching from myself from my work because I care so damn much. And again, that's a good thing, but not to where in, it's affecting it's your not. life. Yeah. 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 So it, it's an interesting, interesting one. Yeah. Um, let's move on up. Level five. So we think about collaboration here. Um, this is more of a win-win mentality. We were talking about that earlier. Um, the main word I like to use here is opportunities. It's the easiest way to remember it. You see opportunities everywhere. You can create opportunities everywhere. So whatever happens is kind of okay. You, ex you fully accept it. So that's a key distinction between level three and level five. Level three, you're tolerating it. I don't love this, but I'll deal with it. That's level three. Level five, oh, no, no. This is a good thing because, so for example, let's say someone gets fired or laid off. That's a lot of us when we're thinking about our career. That's like worst case scenario. Um if we're moving into level five, someone might say, you know, this is actually an opportunity I would have never had if I stayed there because I never would have left. This is an opportunity for me to pull back and think about what I really want to do, which is a good thing in the long run. Well, that's the uh, the COVID pause, right? Like there's so many yeah. others I talked to that took that took that breather from like March to June. And we're like, oh my God, I'm actually freaking miserable what I've been doing yes. for the last 20 years. Yes. Look, I'm, I moved. I'm in Kansas City now. This is my hometown. I left Kansas when I went to law school. I said, I'm never coming back. And we did this whole thing in COVID too, where we we're like, what are we doing with our lives? And how do we want to raise our kids? We never would have moved back here if it wasn't for COVID. And obviously there have been significant downsides. Um, but from on that well, personal level. Worst tacos. <laughs> What? What is that? Coming from San Diego, worse tacos. You don't oh, hear 
I know. Like better barbecue, you know. Better barbecue, exactly. And Chiefs, but we won't get into sports too much. Um, so, so yeah, it's an interesting idea, though, that you really can turn something that otherwise would seem pretty shitty into an opportunity and fully accepting it, not just this lower level, like, yeah, I'll figure it out. It'll be okay. But really, oh, shit, this is this is big. I get to do something new and different. Um, so I think that's really interesting. And a lot of times level five, that's a great leadership perspective for folks to be in. It's kind of constant solution mode. So instead of seeing problems everywhere, which lawyers are trained to do and compensated to do, um, these folks are not, they're not in fix it mode where it's like, oh, I got all these problems. I don't want to deal with it. Instead, they, they like that part of the job. So you might see a lot of general counsels, people working in-house who are doing a lot of things um, and more on the business side too, kind of in this level five solution mode, you'll see creators, entrepreneurs. I'm sure this might resonate with you a little bit where there's so many different things I could do, different opportunities to collaborate. Um, so it can be a fun space to play in. A couple of downsides, um, if you take on too many things, of course, you can get overwhelmed. So we have to be careful about that. And then, like I mentioned earlier, this one's more in your head. So you might be a little bit disconnected emotionally. And so sometimes um, that can be an issue when you're just analyzing constantly. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's a little fun for you or it's a safe space to play in. But, um, but it might not be easy to connect with others when you're on that level. So something to watch out for. Lots of good side. Um, look, lots of good things about it, um, but all of these you have to, you know, choose carefully, if you will. I love the concept of like it's not, it's not a pure ranking. Like seven, nope. you know, five is not better than four in all situations. Like finding the right balance. Yeah, this is really important. I think when this is introduced to folks, people tend to assume oh, we're always shooting for level seven. Um, and that's just not the case. I do think a lot of times it is optimal to experience more higher level energy. And IPEC has done studies that have shown higher life satisfaction and fulfillment in different areas of life um, when you have a higher, they call it average resonating energy level. Um, that being said, let's go back to um, level two. So the way we talked about it so far, people are thinking, yeah, I don't want that. I know that's not a good thing. However, let's think about civil rights. Let's think about fighting for something that you believe in, um, where you have to kind of go into conflict mode to institute change. You have to go into that level two energy. If we stick around in level three, oh, it's fine. Nothing's going to change. Okay. And a lot of people are like this in terms of their jobs. Oh, it's fine. It pays the bills and they don't do anything to change. It's so funny. So. My, uh, my wife, my wife has this running joke with me. Cause so like she like she practices law still. She runs the, the PI wing at the firm. She enjoys doing all that stuff. And so in her personal life, she does not like conflict because she spends her entire work day like yelling at adjusters. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I, having moved out of legal work, every now and then love to pick a good fight. Like, not necessarily with her, but like with somebody. <laughs> yeah. And so she just finally gave me that one. She's like, that, this, is your, this is your chance to have a little bit of conflict. 
a little bit of the litigationness. So, yeah, not um, surprising. Yeah, I mean, it affects people yeah. differently whether they carry that into their personal lives or they totally cut it off. That's a skill, by the way, and good for her. I'm glad, and for you, <laughs> that she can cut it off when she leaves work at the end of the day. Not everyone can do that. Oh yeah, but I mean, that's what having a kid's for because he wants yeah. to fight us on every like. Every, I don't want to go to SeaWorld. I want to go to Universal. I don't want to go to Universal. I want to go to SeaWorld. And I'm like, I can't believe you're five years, not even five, arguing with me about which theme park you get to go to when we pick you up from school early. Oh, um, yeah. All too know. familiar. Um, my, my little one was, today it was about Pringles for breakfast. He didn't want them for lunch. He wanted them for breakfast. The mistake was on our end because we've let him have Pringles for breakfast. <laughs> So that's the precedent, but um, but yeah, that was it for us this morning. So yeah, we get it out of our system still. That's good. We got two more. You ready? Two more. Yeah. Okay. Level six. This is a really fun one to get to. Um, So this is all about being intuitive. I love the concept of flow, where you lose self consciousness. So tell me, what's an activity that you just love doing? You could do it forever and you just lose track of time when you're doing it. Disc golf. Perfect. Okay. That's a flow activity. That's like level six. You're probably enjoying yourself. Some flow activities, you're not technically enjoying yourself. Like if you're mountain climbing, but at the end of it, you feel extremely accomplished. So it's interesting. There are different kind of interpretations of that. But a lot of people are experiencing joy and level six. So, you know, of course, our personal life, it tends to be for a lot of folks easy to come up with these ideas. Um, A lot of people, some sort of sports activity or vacation, whatever. Um, But I think a lot of folks can also think about this with respect to work, too, whether it's a specific task or the relationship side of work that they really enjoy and they're not worried about anything. You're just in the moment. Um, and you're really able to perform better when you're in the moment and not worrying. So that's a nice space to get to. Um, it's also this idea that you're more connected to whatever's happening around you. So when we're thinking about leadership, we're thinking about your team. You feel like a part of the team, as opposed to level five, where you're not feeling so much and you're just, you know, you're doing you're getting everything done, like the system's working, but you you may be able to leave and like, you know, not feel so much from it. Level six, you are more connected with everybody on a deeper level, which is a great place to be. People want to stick around in a place like that because they're going to feel like that too. So I think that's important to remember the energy is contagious. So when we're talking, we're talking about all of these examples for an individual but it applies to your team too. So I think it's really important to think about how you're showing up. I love it. And I'm, I'm thinking of uh, in Soul, the guy who's like spinning the signs to help him. Did you see Soul? Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. The guy about. like spins the signs so he can get into a flow state so he can be like in the dream world, running the boat, listening to the Grateful <laughs> Dead. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, And so imagery is nice, a nice way to conjure that up, frankly, to think about when you do have these experiences and to have more of those emotional experiences, you can just think about those moments. I love that. And then also thinking, how can I have more of that at work and filling any gaps that exist? And then the last level, level seven, 
the idea here is that you are creating your own experience. So when I'm talking about choosing how you show up, that's tapping into level seven energy. It is hard to do. That is why coaching exists. Um, but it's fun to be able to teach folks this framework. And we play with it together so they can practice doing it with me. And then you can start doing it more and more on your own. And the other idea here, it's kind of, it's like the idea of mindfulness, where you can detach and pause for a minute and pull yourself out of a scenario and just with objective thinking, no judgment, say, okay, what's the best approach here? And then go in with that um, in mind. That's really level seven energy. So a little bit different, a little bit out there, uh, but obviously super useful to go in and out of it throughout the day. That's I it. love that. Well, and it's like, <laughs> excuse me. I it's funny because like the choosing how you show up. So like I like showing up in a Hawaiian shirt or a polo, comfortable. And it's funny because like that wasn't a. It started out as just like I wanted to be comfortable because I knew that I would show up better. But then like it became yeah. this whole thing. I think mostly because like I showed up in a way where it looked like I was having fun because I was because I wasn't yes. like, wearing a necktie, which is like slowly choking yourself all day and and whatnot. And think about, um, we had a conversation about your shirt before, and I was saying something about kids, that we're connecting about kids, but it's that idea of, I think one important thing you're bringing up is being authentic, of course, um, and usually when I'm talking about leadership, it is authentic leadership in particular, but it's the combination of that, who you are, and then also really consciously choosing um, which of these approaches is going to get you where you want to be. So maybe part of the idea here, let's say you're told, you know, or you think you have to wear dress a certain way and wear something that makes you uncomfortable and you don't like it so much, that level two energy might push you to start dressing your own way. And then you feel really good and get higher up there into like level six. Um, and you're like really connecting with other people because you're just being yourself. So sometimes this stuff is subtly at play and we don't really realize it. Other times we can literally go through the framework um, step by step and just lay out our options. Okay, so we've got this situation. How do we want to handle it? There's seven different options here, which is pretty cool. People don't usually realize that. So <clears throat> that's a great point. So from the standpoint of like this, you know, look, we're, we're trying to get in front of growth-minded law firm owners. So they're going to have a majority, should have a majority of control over their career, although not necessarily the case all the time. But like, where do they start with this? Like, what's the, you know, if I'm a not as happy as I could be law firm owner, I've got these yeah. seven levels. Like, what can I do today? Or what can I do tomorrow to start being better, being more in control of the level, being happier in my day-to-day? Great question. And I also want to touch on what you said about control over their career. Yes, maybe. And that question I have is what about fulfillment? <laughs> because that's why that part of my framework, clarity and fulfillment, I don't always pack that on explicitly. But that's why it's so important. Because a lot of folks are not fulfilled. Um, and we could always do more. So I love this question. Um, what I like to do when I start working with folks is we go through this framework, they learn it. And then the first kind of homework assignment I give them, which I'm going to give everyone listening to this episode is 
go out there now that you know about this and start paying attention and see what you notice. Notice when you're experiencing these different levels. Notice when other people are too. It actually, I love that this conversation between us started off, we're talking about having fun. This can be fun. This can be kind of like a game. And guess what? When you treat everything like a game and you're having more fun, you're tapping more into that level six energy. You literally can, by doing the work, you can have more fun. You can have higher energy. So it's a really interesting concept, but self-awareness is always step number one when it comes to personal growth. And I think that certainly goes for law firm leaders who they're trying to shake things up. They don't really know how, they don't know where to start, start paying attention and just noticing what's going on. When are you getting upset? What are the circumstances? What are you actually enjoying the most? That's a really interesting one, as you know, for a business owner, where you can say, how can I do more of what I enjoy and outsource um, the stuff that maybe I don't want to be doing so much? So especially when you have a team that's supporting you. And that can be a really interesting thing to start thinking about. So pay attention, see what you notice, um, and then you can start to decide what you want to change. So the second step would be, what might you want to change? If you feel like you're always getting tense and nervous before staff meetings because everyone's just showing up jerks all the time and not listening, you can ask yourself, okay, what do I want to do about this? So baby steps, um, but awareness is first. Um, and so it also like from a marketing perspective, you know, the, the most common three-step marketing analysis is there's an awareness, there's consideration, and then there's intent. And so, and, you know, and then a 12 step program, like the first one, yep. admitting you have a problem, being aware that you have a problem. Yep. So I just, I love the concept of that's where we start with all this. Cause it's so true. And then, and then you get that weird concept where now you can convince yourself that you do need this specific help because you're aware of how you've been acting. Like it's a, it's a very cool spot to be in. Well, I love that because when you're doing the convincing process, what can really help is envisioning change. So when you notice, okay, this is how things currently are, status quo, think about the ideal. Like what would it ideally look like? Again, with that staff meeting example, um, people were showing up, they were contributing, they had ideas. Maybe when I think about that, I realize, oh shit, I haven't been asking people what ideas they have. I've just been going in there and telling them how things should be. So it's really going through these little thought processes um, where we can recognize what's going on with us, how we can, like you said, take personal responsibility and start to institute change. I love it. So as we get towards the end, what else, is there anything else we need to cover? What did we miss? What did I not ask about? Like what's the... Or did I get it? I think we covered a lot. And yeah. I, I would just say that I think it's important for folks to recognize this framework. I'm going to go back to something you said at the very beginning about leadership. This framework is relevant for everyone, no matter where you're at, what you're doing. So we're talking specifically about law firm leaders and using this leadership concept. But I like to think about leadership as simply influencing yourself and other people to achieve their goals, to achieve success. So of course, everyone has that opportunity. So keep that in mind wherever you're at, even if 
the interaction you're having. It's not with respect to a supervisory relationship. Um, if you're with clients, if you're networking, if you're out in the community, even at home, you can use these seven levels um, to approach the situation from a high energy space or to get through something that you don't necessarily love, but rationalizing it. So I think that's a really key piece here. Well, and I want to I want to echo that because, you know, like I read a ton of books last year and a bunch of people asked me, like, well, what did you learn from, you know, a, <laughs> and I was like, look, at the end of the day, the best advice is not business advice. It's not parenting advice. It's not life. It's not whatever. It's life advice. Like the the best tenants apply to all of this. And so like it was really funny to be reading, you know, good inside a book about parenting and then realizing like what of those could translate into like the way yes. I talk to my staff and then reading, yeah. you know, like the 12 week year and looking at like how can you apply that to losing weight? Like it was very it was eye-opening to see the best advice is truly all-encompassing life advice. And this it's so is true. right in there. It's so true. I completely agree. All right. So for anybody who's been listening for the last 40 minutes or so of this, if they remember nothing else that you said, what would be the most important takeaway? How can we help as many lawyers as possible be the exhibit A of successful or happy lawyers uh, as we can? You must realize that you can choose how you show up. Number one, you can choose how you show up. You are in control. You have to have the tools to do it, um, but you are able to do that. So if you don't love what's going on, um, if you don't love how you're currently showing up, everyone can change. You just have to have this type of framework or some other support where you can recognize what's really going on, have that kind of reflective process and really think about what kind of change you want to see and then make it happen, have that accountability in place, but everyone can do it. I love it. And from that, and from the seven levels of leadership and from the awesome experience that you have with, with the law stuff, with the coaching stuff, with the helping attorneys find job stuff, um, for anybody who's listening who is smart enough to want to connect with you and get to know you more and utilize your services, what's the best way for them to get to, to do that? I'm all over LinkedIn. So if you're a lawyer, we should be connected there for sure. Uh, you can also hop on over to my website, hersicorncoaching.com. Hopefully that'll be spelled out somewhere, but it's H-I-R-S-E-K-O-R-N coaching.com. I'm on Instagram too. I play around there. I'm still figuring that one out. I know you're over there too. Um, and yeah, you can always directly email me as well and happy to chat. It is, you literally, I was gonna verbalize the spelling of your last name too. So that was perfect <laughs> because if you're watching this, you'll have it in the comments. If you're listening to this, you know, at least it's it's spelled how it sounds. So yes. <laughs> there's no silent P or anything, anything else in there. All right, with that, Emily, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so thank much for you. everybody who watched and listened to this. We'll see you back here next week for the next episode of Exhibit A, where we interview attorneys and other experts across the country to talk about what it truly takes to be the Exhibit A of a successful attorney. Otherwise, have a wonderful week, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Exhibit A Attorneys. If you're interested in becoming the Exhibit A of a successful attorney, please check us out at LegalEaseMarketing.com, E-A-S-E.